Before we get started with today's episode, if you resonate with any of the topics discussed during the podcast, you will love my six-week Set Your Mind to It one-on-one coaching program. This program is designed to give you the support you need to help find your purpose and redirect your life so that you can create the life of your dreams. Head over to my Instagram at Michaela Campbell or click on the link in the show notes to head to my website where you can book in a free one-on-one coaching call to find out more about how I can support you to create your dream life. Hi, and welcome to episode 46 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips, and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young people set their mind to it and achieve their goals. In today's episode, I want to chat about the six human needs. This is a concept that I learned from Tony Robbins years ago now, and I think I've probably mentioned that I want to chat about it because it underlies the topics and themes that sometimes I mention in other episodes because it gives you a fundamental understanding of how the world works. So I want to keep this episode probably a little bit shorter, a little bit snappier than usual to use this episode almost like a tool of here's just what they are. I'm going to link in the show notes a video, perhaps the podcast episode if I can find it so that you can hear Tony Robbins speak about it. I'm going to use this just to relay the information that I've learned from him. I just went and rewatched the video myself where he talks about them. Sometimes hearing one person, um, one person speak about it can resonate or hearing someone else speak about it can resonate more, but I'll share what I understand about them. And then you can go and listen to Tony Robbins speak about it because he is going to give you the best understanding and it's always super impactful to hear him speak. But I thought it wouldn't hurt for me to share my own personal experience with how those six human needs have played out in my life and just introduce you to the concept of these human needs. And if you haven't already heard about them, give you a bit of an idea of why we do what we do and give you that insight because I think it's always so interesting when you understand the psychology of why we do things, why other people do things. And one thing that Tony Robbins said at the end of his kind of explanation in the video about these six human needs is it's so you can understand others. If you understand why people do things and you can understand them, then you can come to agreements and understandings when you can put yourself in someone else's shoes because you understand their driving force. And he uses this term, the driving force. And that's what these six human needs are. They're the driving force. And I may as well just dive straight into it because what he kind of says, so there's six and there's often one that is the main driving force. So we all need all of these different things. So I'll just list them now so you know what I'm talking about. As humans, we have six needs and they are certainty. And then the flip side of that is we also need uncertainty or variety. We need significance, but we also need connection or love. And then we need growth and we also need contribution. And the way these kind of play out They almost are like the opposites of each other. They balance each other out. But out of all of these six needs, one of them tends to weigh more heavily and is a stronger driving force than the others. And you'll see that show in your life. So what I'll also do is put the link to, there's a questionnaire that Tony Robbins has on his website that you can complete to find out what your driving force is. 
from memory I did it and I'm pretty sure my top driving force was certainty which no surprise so let's go through it number one certainty is that need to avoid pain and be comfortable gain pleasure you can basically understand all human actions as avoiding pain and seeking pleasure the end of the day we're very simple creatures and every single action like can honestly be derived down to that people are either avoiding pain or trying to seek pleasure it's like pulling away from one or going to the other it's very simple if you break most actions down to it like that's it (laughs) it's no more complicated than that and that's what certainty comes down to is we're looking to avoid pain so whether that might be doing an uncomfortable or a hard task or even like the pain the discomfort almost you can think about pain of like being bored or doing things that we don't want to do so then we seek pleasure we seek ways to be comfortable So that's the need for certainty. And I see that for myself, for an example, in like, I love routine. I love structure. I like doing my gym in the morning, having work during the day, walk in the afternoon, have my dinner. I like meal prep. I like having a calendar to run by. I have always been that. I don't often like think of myself so much as an organized person, but I love routine. I love structure. I thrive off that sense of certainty and Tony Robbins basically says there's you know reasons for everything but you can attribute a lot of these needs to you know your childhood and things that shaped you and just influenced you as you became the person that you are so the experiences that you have the beliefs that you formed things that just made you who you are like we're all very different and we're all going to have different needs and for me that shows up as a need for certainty so that I know what's going to happen and when. But on the flip side of that, and I see this and like, this is why it's not just one need. We need all six of them because I see this a lot in my own life that I also need uncertainty and variety because as Tony Robbins says, what do we get if we have too much certainty? Boredom. So we have a need for variety and need for spicing things up, mixing it up. And even though my driving force is certainty, I love variety so much. I love spontaneity, love being able to go and do things. I love also having flexibility in my plan. So although I love that overarching structure and sense of certainty, I also need and crave like they're both needs. One's just maybe a little bit stronger than the other on a day-to-day basis. But I love to be able to be like at the drop of a hat. If I have a whim to go down to the beach or to go explore and to jump in the car, day trip, road trip, take some time off at the drop of a hat, like, That is my need. I love the variety of an adventure or exploring. So for me, adventure and exploring is fulfilling that variety, but you can get it in lots of different ways. It can be surprises, which could be a good thing, but it could also be problems, which might be a bad thing. You know, those people that seem to love drama and love problems and you're like, why are you always seeking out problems and drama? It's because it meets that need for uncertainty. So What's really important to understand with these needs is that you can meet them in different ways. You're not always going to meet them in a positive way. Sometimes we can fulfill them in a negative way. So having drama, having problems, always having things managed, like lots of things on our plates. You might be like, why are you constantly putting yourself in that? But for some people, if they've got lots of certainty, lots of structure and routine, they might be bored. And that drama, although it's negative, fulfills a need for variety in their life like we just all need it 
just to varying levels. We rank them all differently. So those two are the opposites of each other. The next two are also opposites of each other. And I find this one really interesting is the need for significance. So every human has this need. None of us don't have it. Like we have them all just varying levels of intensity, I guess. But this need for significance is that need to feel unique, that need to feel important, special, different, that need for significance. And again, this can show up either positively or negatively, depending how you go about achieving, fulfilling this need. So it's either going to be a productive way. So you might be throwing yourself into your work or doing really well or excelling at something that you've become the best at. So, you know, that's your thing that you're uniquely good at. It's a sense of significance, right? On the flip side of this, you can also be really destructive. So you can go down that path of like really reckless behavior, getting that sense of significance. And Tony used this example of, violence if you pop up he was like you know someone in the hood pulls out a gun all of a sudden you are the most significant person in that room you hold all of the power you are the most significant the most important person in that room because you control the outcome of everyone else because you've got the gun in your hand right so significance can definitely be achieved by having that risky like uh risk-taking behaviors being about getting a sense of significance, a sense of power. So there's definitely two ways and obviously one way is going to be better than the other. But then on the flip side of this, so we all want significance in varying ways. We also all need connection or love. And again, this is all what I heard from Tony Robbins. So I would recommend listening to him as well. But he mentioned that connection is like we all want it. Again, it's a need. We need it. Some of us settle for connection because love is too scary. And I was like, wow, that's an interesting way to put it because how true is that? You know, you've been in love or you've loved someone and then you've gotten hurt. So then you're too scared to pursue love again, even though you need it. We're humans. We all need it. We're not like unique about that. We all need it. But some of us settle for connection. And he put in there that it could be an intimate connection. It could be a friendship It could be connecting with nature or through prayer or I loved, he was like, get a dog. (laughs) They'll always love you, right? Um, He was like, don't get a cat, get a dog. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. But we need that connection and we need that love to, there's no other way to put it, to feel connected with others, right? It's just a human need. Some of these are kind of hard to explain because they're already boiled down to like, this is the basic need. We need connection and love. If you think about how humans participate in society, we are interconnected in so many different ways because that's how we are designed as humans to connect and support each other and network and share those friendships and connections. Like I can't even think of better words to describe it. But it's really interesting that those two, significance and connection, are again those opposites of each other because significance is almost thinking about yourself whereas connection is thinking about others so those two flip sides of it then the cool part of this is so those four human needs you've got certainty variety significance and connection they're known as the needs of the personality then the other two are the needs of the spirit so i almost think of these as like that little bit deeper 
And this is where fulfillment comes from. And this is where I think a lot of people are missing like this piece of the puzzle in terms of focusing their energy here. We get caught up in all the other needs. And again, we need them all, but I think we forget to attribute time and effort and energy to these two, which is growth and contribution. So we all have a need for growth because if you're not growing, honest to God, like you're dying. (laughs) It's as simple as that. And the way that, again, Tony put it was that we need to grow so that we have something of value to give, which therefore means that we can contribute, which is the sixth human need. And contribution, nice little like catchphrases, life is about we, not about me. Because if you think about the root of all problems, and I remember I was having a conversation with one of my coaching clients this week. And if you think about that, the source of all suffering is self. Whenever you focus on yourself, suffering will follow. It's inevitable. Like every time, if you gain perspective and remove yourself slightly from your problems, your problems will be self-centered. It's, you can't like deny that. All our problems are often about us. Yes, there are, I guess, like global issues and crises, but a lot of the time that's not where our brain kind of ponders and gets caught up on. We get caught up on those dramas of the day-to-day of our lives that are very often centered with us at the center of them. We're the center of our own universe and we get caught up in the dramas of our own life and our own needs and wants and we forget we get so caught up in like the other needs and how we meet them and the dramas that come along with meeting them that we forget to focus on the contribution aspect and then we wander around wondering why we feel unfulfilled and I think this is something that I have learnt and known like from a theoretical point of view And I know, like I've seen it play out in my life that the times that I feel best are when I'm contributing in some way, shape or form to the community, to the world, to others, because then it puts things in perspective for me. I'm not so focused on myself when I'm trying to contribute and serve others. You feel less caught up in your own problems and caught up in your own thoughts when you start to think about others and how you can help them. And I love this idea of growth as well, which is the other value and thinking about growth as being necessary so that you can contribute because if you're not growing, then you do have like nothing to contribute. And I can see that this has played out for me so much in a couple of different areas. So for example, if I start with like doing physio, studying, that's a form of growth, learning, undergoing formal education, so that then I could contribute by providing physiotherapy services to those that are injured or need rehabilitation, you know, being of some kind of service in an allied health field. And there's definitely different aspects and avenues you can go with that. But doing the study, growing, learning, I wouldn't have been able to provide a physio service if I didn't grow and learn to know all the skills and the knowledge that are required to then provide that service. And then I do get that sense of contribution. And I've always known that 
I like helping people. I always wanted a job where I wanted to work with people and help people. And it was really just a matter of what kind of form that took. So with physio, when I started in private practice, this is a good example of how important contribution is because I was working in private practice. I was doing massages because that's private practice physio for people with sore backs and sore necks. And I was doing a bit of injury management and exercise, but it didn't feel like I was making a big difference because I didn't feel like I was contributing in a really unique way. And this comes back to a need for significance as well, because I thought that any other physio could have done a better job of it than me. So why should I spend my time and energy in this area when it wasn't something I was super passionate about? Didn't give me a sense of significance, that's for sure. And I didn't feel like I was contributing in a way that was meaningful. I felt like I was doing something that didn't make a difference because I was like, well, massage is only going to be a 48 hour solution and they're going to be sore again. I don't want to be doing this. I know there's other things that would help more. So I ended up being really frustrated because I wasn't feeling like I was making an impact. And that's what contribution is, is like feeling like you're contributing enough that you're making an impact, making a difference. And you can almost look at it as, it seems a bit like selfish to want to like make an impact, but we're designed again, it's a need. We're designed to contribute, to give. So we need to do it. We need to find some way that we can be of service to others. We've all got different forms of it. So for me, the physio wasn't really satisfying because I wasn't getting that fulfillment because I wasn't contributing in what I deem to be an impactful way. Not to say that other people who are more passionate about growing and learning to be a musculoskeletal private practice physio wouldn't get contribution from that. It's just for me, the passion wasn't there to grow in that field. So I didn't feel like I was contributing as much as someone else who was putting in more time and effort could. So when I flipped it and I got a hospital job, I find that a lot more rewarding because for me, I feel a bit more confident in my skills. That's where a lot more of the practical aspect of my uni degree was focused around. And I'm more passionate about learning about that and practicing each day, like using my experiences and learning from any mistakes I make to keep on showing up and doing a better job and being more efficient each day. And I think that, like, for example, I go into a patient's room and I help them walk further than they've walked before. Like they do the biggest or best walk or they get out of bed because I'm the only person that's going to get out of bed that day. That gives me a sense of contribution. Like I feel like I've really made a difference to that person that day because my specific role is something that I'm uniquely good at. So there's that bit of significance, but I also feel like I've directly helped that specific person. I've contributed to their recovery. And for me, that feels a lot more impactful knowing that I've done something again. It comes down to lots of little things about being like evidence-based. And I just feel like I make more of a difference and therefore I'm contributing more. And I feel more fulfilled when I work in a hospital than when I work in private practice. This isn't to back out private practice, but for me personally, that was always my preference was hospital-based. And that's for that reason of contribution and therefore fulfillment because I feel like I'm giving something. But then that ties into where I've ended up now with starting my coaching is that I feel like there's, again, it all comes down to like, we've all got different needs. And for coaching, it gives me that sense of significance. It's something I feel like I'm uniquely able to do I feel like there's everyone's going to coach in a different way and it's unique to me, right? So with that, then I'm so passionate about growing and learning more and putting into practice and putting in the time and energy more so than I am with physio. 
And then I feel like, therefore, it's leveling up again. It's like that next level of, okay, so hospital was more rewarding than private practice because I was willing to put a bit more time and energy into it. Coaching's the next level of whole different area, but I'm so much more willing to grow in that area. Therefore, I'm able to contribute what I deem to be more, like more value, make more of an impact, and therefore I feel more fulfilled. So like you see this cycle that goes around. And that's what I think like so many people are looking for fulfillment. This is why I want to share this information like a short snappy episode because so many of us, like myself included, are trying to figure out how to be happy, how to enjoy life, how to feel good, how to ride the highs and lows of life and find that balance of enjoying life, right? It all comes down to fulfillment. What do you do to find fulfillment? Because if you feel fulfilled, then that'll meet whatever feelings you want, whether it's contentment, peace, happiness, joy, satisfaction, calm, whatever your positive emotions are. If you find fulfillment, those emotions will all be associated once you've got fulfillment of some form happening in your life. But that has to come from some sense of contribution, And we all have such different ways to contribute. So we're all going to find that these needs play out in different ways in our life. But I just think that that idea of the two bottom ones, like if we list them from one to six, the two needs of the spirit, the growth and the contribution is that secret source to fulfillment. And I just remember when I learned about this, like I distinctly remember listening to this episode. I can tell you where I was walking at the time and I walk every single day listening to podcasts for the past like five six seven years long time I can think of the exact road and the track that I took when I was listening to this episode because of the impact that learning about this had I was like holy shit I can see exactly where these needs play out in my life and then you can understand where it plays out in other people's lives you can dissect why you do the things that you do And then you can make decisions based off of that. If you're happy with significance being the leading value, are you happy with the way that you're fulfilling that? Is certainty your leading value? Are you happy with the way that you're fulfilling that? Are you balancing it out with a bit of variety or the other ones? Are you then making sure that you're getting some growth and contribution in there? It just allows you to understand yourself as a person and others. And then you can make decisions more informed, feel more empowered and actually get that fulfillment that I think literally every human is chasing if you find me someone who's not looking to feel fulfilled send them my way because I would love to find what they've got going on in their head and how they think about the world but I found this to be super beneficial just knowing that there's different ways to meet each of the needs and there's all different needs we rank them differently but the bottom two are the ones that are all about fulfillment so That's it. That's the six human needs. I think I'm going to leave it there. Keep it short so that you can think about this and go listen to Tony Robbins episodes as well because you've got to hear it from the guru's mouth himself. Like The way that man speaks about things is so powerful, so impactful, so full of energy. It can just resonate so strongly that I think you'd be benefiting from hearing this more than once. So Hope you enjoyed listening to this. I hope you learned something if you haven't heard about these six human needs before. And I hope you go and listen to Tony Robbins speak about it as well because honestly, mind-blowing stuff. 
So check it out. I'll pop the links in the show notes. And if you haven't already, jump on my Instagram, follow me at Michaela Campbell so you can keep up to date when I release new podcast episodes. And if you love this, like I said at the start of the episode, you can always jump on for some one-on-one coaching with me by clicking the notes in the show notes, uh, clicking the link in the show notes. And we can always do some one-on-one coaching where we apply all of the tools and techniques that we talk about in the podcasts. So thanks for listening and I'll chat to you next week. Oh, 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 oh,